Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's episode, the boys finally invade Moon 2 and, of course, get right into some shenanigans. Also, believe it or not, this is the two-year anniversary of Roll for Combat. Okay, it's not exactly the two-year anniversary. Roll for Combat launched on September 26, 2017. So that's next Thursday. So what I decided I'm going to do is kind of give a big old recap of why I decided to start Roll for Combat, what the whole history of this podcast was, the whole history of the website, how we decided to even do Dead Sons, what the future is, what my history with podcasting is, because I've actually been doing this for about 15 plus years, our history with Dungeons and Dragons and role playing in general. So I thought that would just be fun. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, let me know and I'll answer them in next week's show. For all I know, I've actually done this before. I bet you I have. I've done this at least once or twice before, but to be honest, I think I've done something like 140 podcasts, if you include all the Paizo podcasts and the interviews and the specials and the one-offs and God knows what. So... I don't remember, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I'm going to do another one, and this one I'm just going to go from beginning to end and explain everything to you and give you a whole recap of how this all came to be. So tune in next week for that special episode. As for this week, I tell you, book five really seems short. The first part of the book was, you know, kind of long, but the second part's really short. You're going to find out more about that well in the next upcoming episodes. And book six is also really, really short. There's not a lot of encounters. Like, if you actually read the book, there's a lot of pages dedicated to backstory and subsystems and sort of plot and development. And the Starfinder adventure paths aren't that big to begin with. So in turn, I've kind of been changing the pace of the show. There's going to be more role-playing and more discussions and less fighting, kind of. I mean, there's still a ton of fighting, but I'm actually going to be changing kind of the pace because I don't want the, I don't want the show to end quite yet. I want to make sure we fully explore the funness of these characters, funness, funness of these characters, and make sure everyone as a player gets to fully explore their character and get to a point where they felt like they were fully developed. You're going to start seeing that more and more, especially as we start getting into deeper episodes, where I'm really making sure that everyone gets a chance to fully bring their character's story arc to fruition. And that's something you should really do is like talk to your players, especially if you're doing an adventure path, because everyone knows what the end is in sight. And you want to make sure that you actually have like a closing out for their characters. One of the best campaigns I was ever in wasn't even run by me. It was run by that guy, Seth. And he had our characters go from level one to level 20 in Dungeons and Dragons fourth edition. That's right. I played a character, a sorcerer from first level all the way to 20th level in D&D 4th edition. That is how hardcore I am. And the original 4th edition. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I kind of like 4th edition. Well, I'll tell you why. Because we really like battle. And 4th edition was one of the best battle map simulators ever. Terrible role playing game. Terrible magic system. Fantastic battle system though. So if you wanted battle, that was a good game for you. If you wanted a role playing game, that was a terrible game. Anyhow, back to Seth. What he did is when we saw we were like up to level 19 and 20, he came to us and asked us how we kind of wanted our characters to end. And I think I've mentioned this before, that one character actually became a dragon at the end of the episode. 
I don't forget some of the other characters, but my character actually turned out to be a reincarnated handmaiden of Loth and went back to her side, which I still think to this day is awesome. So I want to make sure I sit down and talk with all the players as we are kind of coming to the end, especially when we start book six, that they get to properly close out their characters. And I'm going to discuss this more and more as we get to the closing parts of the Dead Sons Adventure Path. But that is for a later date. Right now they need to survive. Although I will say it's pretty easy to survive in Starfinder when you get to these upper levels because you have so many resolve points. Although I am starting to see a chink in the armor. I think I figured out a way to make them spend resolve points more often with their special abilities. Therefore bringing them down resolve points. Therefore making it easier for them to die. I'm actually going to try this out and see if I can kill a few of them off. But that's for the future. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show. What is that? That is weird. Uh, so what is that? John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Um, are we flying around in that black space? Yeah, no, the black space is what, so the, those hangars, you see there's the one in the center, that large, just sort of like, you know, how it looks like an X with the... Oh, the, I see. So the, okay. the one on the left and the right are the green hangers, and then the one in the middle is the red hanger. Got it. All right, pick a, pick a, pick a side. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. Uh, John, uh, which do you like? Are you left-handed or right-handed? Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. I'm right-handed, of course. Okay, we're going to the right. The left hand is the devil's hand. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, by definition, sinister. It's a sign of a witchcraft. So put yourself in the hangar bay you wish to go into. Okay, I see. You guys went all the way over there. Okay, you fly the ship over to that hangar bay on the right. The hangar door opens up. And you can see where you can land the ship. Let me show you what you can see. Ah, nice. I admit I'm intrigued by this vast area. I'm taking my squawks with me. Do you have a cage to put your squawks, though? I do. Nice. It's built into my armor, actually. <laughs> you know, you get armor attachments. One of them is that. That should be a character study. Character uh, <laughs> design right there with it. So that very large hangar area you see, that's where your ship lands. So your ship can just go right into that and just land there. Do you land your ship? Yes. Uh, I land the ship. Let me be very clear. I very skillfully and with panache land the ship with a little extra sort of, I want to say a little sort of... Clumsiness. Style, but a certain like sort of sousance. A certain swagger. Can I say quoi? Yes, exactly. So that it lands, but it feels a little cocky. Mm showing off as you land the ship a few particles of dust swirl within this cavernous hangar bay its walls are made of smooth unknown metal without a trace of rivets or seams a set of ship-sized doors stands opposite the smaller pair of convex doors in front of you as you land the ship the door closes and you start seeing air and dust get vacuumed out as obviously the area is being depressurized so that you can go out into the hangar without a spacesuit. Nice. All right, boys, let's lock and load. Get all our equipment, load up. We're, okay, so just looking at the ship, I mean, do we see the sides of the walls or something? Like, it, it seems like we should be able to see further. What do you mean? This is the entire hangar bay. In front of you is a convex door that but what is the front i don't understand which is the front like the front is to the southwest like you flew in from the northeast and here i'll show you i'll use check can you put our ship in the hangar no i don't i don't have a ship i wish i did but the ship would take up this basically the ship takes up the, most of that hangar and you see where cheddar is there appears to be a circular door right there that appears to be a well it's a doorway of some sort but otherwise, it's literally just a hangar. There's nothing here. All the walls are silky smooth. There's no, like, bells, whistles. There's no, there's nothing. <laughs> there's no, like, tubes or connectors or anything. This is, like, very high tech. It's very high tech. It's literally just a room of smooth metal and dust 
and the door closed. The lights are on. It's nice and bright in here. And you can see that the area is depressurizing. So there's a door out and there's a door in front of you. Akira That's touches it. the smooth metal and says, this is tiefling technology. I would know it anywhere. Okay. You walk out after 15 minutes, the area decompresses. You walk out and sure enough, the, um, the atmosphere is completely breathable. You walk in front of the door and the door is a hangar bay door. As soon as you walk towards them, they open automatically, revealing a 30-foot diameter elevator car. Mm. It appears to be oh, nice. hovering, and there appears to be two controls on the inside. Up and down. The controls are two blue lighted buttons angled vertically. I think these controls are too complicated to trust Akiro to actually pilot us. I vote that Rusty uh, take control of this. Look, uh, I'm happy to do so, but actually this is where we get into that concept of delegating. I think what should happen at this point is Dr. Tuttle should take a look to see any traps, and then Mo should go through. Oh, that's I will a take a idea. quick look and see if I can see anything amiss with the controls, like the, the cultists might have rigged them or anything. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone Cheddar. Most going over here to make sure nobody attacks from this angle while you check. Is that just general tracks. perception, or should I do engineering? You could do engineering. Oh, Mo. Mo's literally hiding in the corner. No, of a completely you... empty room. No, I'm stopping anyone from flanking us. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so pathetic. Yeah, you take a look. There's there's a ton of dust on this. No one's been here in millennia. It's It's... It's pretty, you know, it, it's it's pretty dusty. You do notice that this technology seems totally fine. This is obviously an elevator. You can't tell how far down it goes, but it does go down into the planet. You guys appear to be above it right now, and it goes further into the complex. This elevator can hold four people at once, so Tuttle will have to ride Cheddar to have everyone fit in the elevator. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I didn't figure that would be a problem. All right. Or you can leave one of you behind. It's up to you. Uh, I'm going to suggest, um, yes, Mr. Starts with an A. Akiro? Is that your name again? <laughs> yes. Okay, Mr. Akiro, uh, could you ready an action to cast Dimension Door back to this entry spot in the event of a horrifying disaster? Uh, not if a bad idea. If we don't have a horrifying disaster, you won't lose your spell. Yeah. I, 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 I say that I'm going to do that, and then I don't do it. <laughs> that is Excellent. the Akira I know and love. <laughs> and it actually never occurred to me to sense motive, and I'm going to be honest and upfront about that, so I just believe him. There it is. That's fine. Yep. Yep, there you go. Genius. I, and I, I have my rifle ready at the ready, and uh, I think this is just going to be an elevator down. So let's, let's, let's press the button. Elevator straight to hell. That's right. Are you ready? Who's pushing the button? Uh, Which button do you push? The one on uh, the top or the one on um, the bottom? I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Jason. I will push the button, the button on the bottom. I will push the bottom button since we seem to want to go down. You push the bottom button. The door closes and you start to descend. <laughs> Wait, the girl from Ipanema is the music in this Oliver elevator? Oh, I hope so. The great song. You didn't realize Ipanema was a star system. So 90 seconds go by, and you can tell you've descended approximately two to 300 feet. As you hit the floor, the doors slide open in front of you. How far down? Two to 300 feet. Oh, why am I in the front? Oh, my God. How did that happen? Surprise! That's all right. I'll push you in front of the monster to protect Rusty. He's got to be away from me get to cast. Get back there, Rusty. Get <laughs> on there. Get back. Get back to where you were. I will swear to God, I'll lock your character. That's funny. First action, mirror image. Second action, invisibility. Third action, dimension door. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Moe's going to throw up in his own mouth watching you fight. <laughs> you have such a short memory. I've done so much wreckage. Oh, boy, gosh. I'm sorry, what? I, I remember Mo doing most of the damage forever. What are you talking about? No, your mirror image really. is just not 
not really even necessary. I mean, I remember you waving your hands and there was a light show and then either Mo or I killed it. Some, I think once Dr. Tuttle <laughs> killed it. Like he casts mirror image, first turn, second turn, he goes to the back where no one can attack him. He doesn't even let the mirror images absorb any hits, which is... I like to save them for later. Well, usually I think is that third turn, oh, he waves his hands and there's a light show. It's unclear to the rest of us exactly what's going on. I mean, I, I would, you know, try and interpret it, but it's hard to tell. So I think we should just It's assume. magic. It's beyond your comprehension. Exactly. My point is that the thing that actually hits it and it dies, that's what I should pay attention to. You're right. Here we go. Smooth gray walls and bright lighting accentuate the lack of corners in this entranceway with a 30-foot high ceiling. This chamber opens onto a larger area just opposite a set of convex elevator doors. So this side appears to be a mirror image to the side in front of you where there's another set of doors. What a coincidence. To the north, you see it opens up into a larger area. To the south, you see what appears to be a staircase. In addition, you also notice... Hey, cultists, who were ready for you as the doors opened? And guess what? Roll for combat! Oh, shit. The problem with elevators is that they kind of announce your presence. So, with that, here we go. Akira is up first. I will say no one got the surprise in anyone because you guys were kind of ready and they were ready. So everyone goes at the And I see two cultists there? You see one to the south, kind of hiding behind the area. And there's also another one. I'll show you where it is. Do either of these cultists look like they came from Ipanema? Yes. (laughs) They both look like Ipanema cultists. You go. All right. So uh, plan A, mirror image. Oh, really? This is going to get fun. You know what? Fine. That's fine. No, that makes sense. He's in the front. He can do this. Let me roll my images. Your image. You use Poro again. I don't understand why you use the word One image. (laughs) Yet again, another fucking one. Good. And I move over there. And John, Jason, I think what's important is that we remember that, you know, Chris told us clearly that the first thing he does is not always mirror image and that we were just foolish when we suggested such. That's yeah. not what he does. Let's all pretend otherwise. Well, these cultists, it's their turn, and they see two people flanking them onto the left. Oh, my gosh. That would be a threat. That's a good point. And they're deranged, so they may actually not understand. Cultist to the north throws his grenade. At the two people off to the right who are actually yep. trying to flank them. Oh, oh no. That's exactly oh, right. It's everyone. It's everybody. Hold on. Let's see if he hits. Oh, he exactly hit. Right. He hit. I threw a... He, he easily hit. Uh, let's see. I rolled a 20, and the DC was 5. So he easily hits. So everybody give me a reflex save. Yeesh. Ooh, cheddar. I made a mistake. I have bad news. What? It's only 10 feet, so it actually... Oh, hello, hello. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's where he's throwing it, really? I'm going to choose to keep my save. Okay, you're right. Hold on. First of all, he doesn't have line of sight. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. You can look around a corner and it... That's even better. That's even better. There. He throws it into the actual... The elevator. He throws it right into the elevator. So everyone but the one that was actually advancing... Advancing. doubled up and... Well, yeah, because he wants to get the most bang for his buck. No, there's two people advancing. No, it's it's one person advancing. Got a little mouse here. It's not hurting anybody. I got a squawk, so you don't want to hurt it. Um... Okay, it's really not that bad. All that happened It's really is, not. Let's see. You took six points of damage. Uh, who, who made their save? Everyone except for Shadow. What kind of damage? Fire. So you guys might not even take it. Fire! Uh, three dam- I took three damage. I have no particular resistance. So that's I have... Uh, I, I, Aeon Tuttle has resist... Is it resist five or resist ten? I think it's just resist five to fire. But you made your save, so you're fine. Okay. What about Mo? Mo has resist fire five, so he's. Fine. I forget how I have that actually. So, because uh, you have the stole, the stole gives you resist oh, five. Yeah. 
So all that bitching, all that complaining, after all that said and done, <laughs> it wasn't a bit. Oh, except for I forgot something. You guys are also all on fire. Sorry. Fire! <laughs> uh, let me just double check that. I was AFK for two seconds. What I meant. Um, we got hit by fire for one point of damage, and now we're on fire. We have fire resist, so it's unlikely that this fire is. Okay, you're all on fire, fire, and the only one that takes damage is Cheddar. Well, actually, so uh, I took rusty. What a rusty. So but I didn't catch on fire because I made my save. Yeah. Did Mo make his save with the 15? Yeah. Yeah, it's only a 15. Really? You need it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So. And then the other one throws his grenade. Atakiro. Slightly different angle this time. Roll your save. Oh, same same spot? Yeah, it hits the same four. Nice. Ah, oh, Chatter misses again. Seven points of damage. Rusty makes the save, so only takes three. Aeon Tuttle and Mo are fine. And just two points of fire damage. Don't, and I don't think you I don't know if you take it. And he stays put. Actually, he's gonna go back. Bob, Rusty, Carter is up. A round is six seconds. So in the next three seconds, north or south, which is my target? Three, two. One. North. None of you voted in any way, so I'm going for the southern one. You can't see him. He hid behind the wall. But I can see the northern one? Yes. Okay, then that's the only target. There it is. Okay, my move action is, of course, get him to give a plus two to everyone to attack him. And my regular is I have a plus two to hit and at least a minus four for cover. You just miss because of the cover. It hits the light cover. It's like ting ting. It's like you miss barely. With an 18. Uh, sorry, I forgot to add enough. my plus two for my bluff. Did I make it's it with fine. that? Yes. Because that happens. It. With your, your five million makes it. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. It. So great. Uh, so good. So I hit? No. Oh, wait. Did you get another plus? What did you get? Another plus? Plus two for my bluff check, which made him flat footed. I did it in reverse uh, order. That was my fault, I admit. If you, you want still miss. You still miss. You, no, no, you missed by, miss by like two. You just missed. But everybody Even else plus has plus four to hit him because yeah. I yeah. clearly made my uh, bluff check. All right, there you go. Everybody else has plus four to the northern one. I'm done. All right, that's good. Yeah, okay, actually, Cheddar will not. You see another one of those Oblivion Shades, those things that you hate. Something odd what? happens, though. It's into the north. It flies out of sight, and you hear it scream. You hear it go. That's it. I don't. Up. I don't see anything new. Nope. Nope. There's the monster. Mm-hmm. Well, if we no, see something, up. do we know where it is? It was an oblivion shade that was to. It was sort of like 15 feet to the west of that cultist, and it flew north into that larger area, and you heard a scream. That's all you know. You can't okay. see it. It flew out of sight. Moa is going to uh, he's going to take a just he's going to move here. <laughs> Dude, dokie. Actually, oh no, you what? He's going to shoot. Do I have any? Uh, do I have any? Um, does he have any cover bonus? The the one in the north. Yeah, yeah, he does. He has really. Cover oh, that's yeah. You have to move all the way up if you want to get him. All right, you moving there? Like, does he have cover if he's there? Yeah, yeah. He has cover there. Can you draw a corner to a corner and go through something? Move one more and you're fine. Yeah, he has cover. Move one more to the west. Okay, now you're fine. I'm attacking the one at the top, right? I know you are, yeah. Okay, all right. All right, and I'm shooting. You don't want to use reach weapon? No, I got my uh, laser out this time. Um... You hit. There it is, and I'm done. Uh, Mo says, there's more over here. There's three more to the north. To the north, you see two more cultists standing next to the shade. As the cultists see Mo appear, these cultists have, hmm, what shall we say, death in their eyes. They look at Mo and they laugh. These are fully decked out in unbelievably disgusting weapons and armor covered with gore and viscera they look at you and they're frothing at the mouth they kind of almost look like the berserkers from beastmaster remember those things oh yeah that's what these guys look like um state we're in space they're reavers 
Okay, they're Reaver Berserkers. The one to the west looks at Mo and attacks. Pulls out his liquidator pistol. First, let's see if Mo is flat-footed against his trick attack. Oh, he actually misses. He only rolls a of course 20, not twenty-eight. He just barely misses you. You did not want to get hit by that trick attack. Next, he fires at you. I'm loving it. Misses. That only just seems to enrage him more. He's like, ah! but his buddy is like, open fire. He just shoots you with a full attack. First one hits. 32 points of damage. Fritz. Let's do a second attack. I should have some cover, too. Doesn't matter. It's You're right. You do have No, cover. not from that. Not from that one. I know it's a crit. He rolled a 20. 20 <laughs> hits automatic. I know that. I know that. I'm saying the next one should be at second minus one hits. six. Minus six. Second one hits. And then the third attack. Oh, did I uh, mention to get three attacks when they full attack it? Just, uh, just he should not. He gets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Tuttle's up. Gets three attacks. Yep. Okay, then. It's going to get better. I can't wait to see the best thing of all. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And Tuttle's up. <laughs> all right. I am going to move to Thar, and I'm going to shoot at the one at the corner to the north. Okie dokie. That was fun. You done? Cheddar is up. Plus four against the northern one. Can he attack around the corner there? Or do I have to move? Sure. Sure. Corners are round. It's kind of like a weird place. I'll say there's enough room. Actually, he did 25 and 30. If he actually moved 30 and 30, he'd be able to be full on. He hit. Tactical Razor Bat. Eight points of damage. I can't really oh, shoot. I have... Up. I, I forgot. I have line effect. I probably should have taken advantage of that. All right. Kiro's like, all right. Oh, thank God. Kiro is here. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Are you saying that and, to Mo? Or no, you, I say, I'm, saying, I'm saying that to the to the uh, cultists in the back corner. They, they, they know you. They're like, oh, it's that loser, Kiro. <laughs> we oh, we and, thought you and, died a long time ago. What are you, the mascot right. of these guys now? That's right. So, so he pulls out a uh, spent battery. Flicks, flicks it in the air like he's tossing a coin, and then it, it, it casts a spell, and in midair it flies towards them and blows up. And it's going to get all four of them. What spell is that? That is Explosive Blast. I need a DC 18 reflex save from all of them. How big is the area? 20 foot radius. Something like that, I'll yep. say. Right, let me get my dice ready. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I rolled pretty crap. <laughs> 15, 14, 13, 22. The shade. Okay. All right, all right let me okay. roll damage. Let me just double check and make sure that it's actually um, D6s. Yes. Oh. 36 damage. My God. What type of damage is that? Fire. Well rolled. Just looking to see. Hmm. He rolls a six, a five, a four, a five, a six. A one and a two, and another six, and another one. Uh, pretty good. 96 AOE. 96. So, Rakti, if you're keeping score at home, and wow. I know you are, yeah, that's, over, that's 100. over 100 damage in one shot. <laughs> that's, that's a good spell. Not bad for an opener, I must say. So, Incorporeal, let's see. Oh, you're saying if he takes damage as incorporeal? No, he does. I just don't know. It's, no, he takes it. I just can't tell. Probably takes half or something, right? Yeah. yeah it's um, magic damage, probably. Right? Incorporeal that do not cause damage only. Incorporeal full from other uh, creatures and effects. All energy and can and magical deal half damage. Uh, so it's 50%. That's all. But he made his... Did he make a save also? Yeah, it's probably he actually did make a save. So it's yeah. a quarter. What is a quarter of 36? Nine. There you go. Yep. Steve, 36 divided by 4. You had a problem? Yeah, I have problems. I have problems with you. Just for that, the Desperate Hunger cultist is going to kill... Uh, Yay! Okay, no. he's gone for me. That's fine. Yeah. Did you see my total damage? You might, I think you missed that. You've been away for a while, so you missed that. Long sword against Mo. Oh, I've been paying attention. Nice I'm see. just... Well, it's not that I'm not impressed. I am impressed. I'm just actually more shocked that something useful happened. Long sword against Mo. 
Okay, lots of missing. Rusty's up. Well, what Get up here, Rusty. Is AOE seemed to be the way to go, so I'm all in. As a move action, I move there, and I'm going to fire a ghost grenade from my gun uh, in that same 20-foot range to hit all four of them. Roll to hit, and what is the grenade call? Can you hit all four of them in a 20-foot range? Because that one moved. Uh, have they moved? I'm sorry. One moved no. down. Uh, well, yeah, you moved so. one down. Uh, frag grenade three is the answer. It's a level eight grenade. Oh, okay. And does Cheddar have attacks of opportunity? Yeah. Oh, but and as far as, as part of my attack, oh, I'm going right. to cast a bluff against the one to the north of the two that are blocking us. Oh, which one? Uh, against the berserker or against this other guy? Uh, the northern one that's actually in our way so that we can just roll over him. So everybody has a plus two against him, including me. Uh, the, the one to the north? Which one? The one to the west of Cheddar, right? Desperate Hunger Cultist, who is directly one space to the right, sorry, to the left of Cheddar. Got okay. it. Okay, so 15-foot That's rate. the target that everybody has a plus two against, and now I'm firing the grenade for 46 damage. I'm going to make it. You can only roll. hit... It's a 15-foot radius, so you can only hit three. You can try uh, to figure 20 out 20-foot radius on my frag grenade, according to Hero Lab. No, the range is 20 feet. The explosion's 15 feet. Uh, I'm, I'm saying 20 foot. That's the range. The explosion's 15. All explosions are 15. Yep, one sec. And you got an incorporeal there. Frag grenades. Bad. Uh, All right, I'll take your word for it because Hero Lab is failing me. I'm seeing the range, but not the actual uh, the dispersion. Yeah, right, right. They, all they're right, all 15. Great. I can do that too. That's fine. It's the melee's job to kill the one to the north, so I'm just doing this. So you're just going to do that? Hit those guys? Like that? Yep. Okay. Through the grenade. Well, give me a check. Give me a check. You got to see where it lands. Yeah, give me a roll. Roll, hit. roll. roll a d20. Basically, if you roll a one, you miss. That's it. Pop. Or that. There you go. Look at that. They all make their saves. Beautiful. Every give one of them makes damage. their saves. All right. 46. There we go. Give me I that. Think that the incorporeal may take no damage, right? Is, it, does it count no as magic? No. Does it count yeah, it as does. magic, though? Or no, not. it does not account. It takes no damage. I'll take the first one. 14. Top one was correct. I just hit it twice. 14 damage. And they all made their saves, so. Seven points. Hurrah. Hurrah. The Oblivion Shade. Hello. Walks right up to me. Sucks Moe's life force right out of his body with that ghost touch. Does it really do anything else? I think it's like all it does is, yeah, that's kind of it. Just sort of, uh, just sort of goes through you. Mo is up. I am going to use the cold whatchamajig. Um, Property. Yeah, the, the cold weapon. Uh, the jeez. Your pike. You call your with, pike. Yeah, pike, pike, pike with reach. Uh, and he's going to attack the cultist to the northwest of him. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a full attack. Uh, so I'm going to put in a minus four to hit. Okay. Well, he was flat-footed, so there's no okay. minus. So, so it's going to be... Attack. All right. But he also gets a plus two because he is um, using his um, opening volley. He shot that one in the first round of combat. You had to do it the second. Oh, this is the second round. Yeah, oh, you're right. You can do it. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. First time ever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm All doing right. this correctly. Uh, my you overall is a... So... Is my overall a plus two? Yes. Okay. Your overall is a plus two. Minus plus four, two is all I got you. Plus four, plus two. Yeah, just go. You're going to hit. These guys have really low armor class. These guys are cannon fodder at this point for you guys. Oh, yeah. You, like, destroyed him. I mean, you hit his. You, you rolled 35. His armor class is, like, 21 or something. So he did 25 points of damage. He's still alive, though. He's still alive. Oh, now he's going to be dead. Yeah, yeah, he, he does not survive that. Yeah, boot nice. to the head. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Whoops. Sorry. No, wait, no, we're having yes. a No, no. Okay. The berserker. Berserker. He laughs. I swear to God, I just shared that song on Facebook because it's stuck in my head. Oh, look at that. Look at what this a pretty big area. throws at his grenade. Throws it there. He needs to hit. He rolls a 25 to hit. 
that will hit. Everyone gives me a DC, sorry, a reflex save. Mo makes it with an 18. Yay. The Kiro makes it. Aeon Tuttle makes it. Everyone makes it. Everyone makes it. Considering wow. that this is a horrible thing, it is a disruption grenade and explodes with sonic damage. 2d10 mm. for 12 points of damage. Does anyone have sonic capability? No, I didn't think so. You mean resistance? No. Yes. Uh, no. So he takes six damage. What's Aeon Tuttle uh, resistance against? What's, he's in, what's he immune against? I cold and... I want to say cold and electric, but hold on a second. I'm double checking. Probably cold, fire, electric, and kinetic. <laughs> oh, you're lucky you guys all made your uh, saves. I'll tell you that much. As you all get hit by the grenade... The desperate cultist is like, ah, ha, 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 your turn. Cold, cold, critical hits and poison. He comes down ah. the second cultist, and then he throws his. Oh no! Same thing. Oh, he misses. misses. <laughs> he rolls a one. Oh boy. Uh, let's oh, find out boy. where it went. Where All did right. it go? Where did it go? Hold on. One. That's so uh, good. Oh. Actually, this is the first time an enemy has done that. We've done it like 12 times. We've done oh, it. that's a bad roll. Akira's done it. <laughs> that goes I mean, in a Akira. really bad spot. He throws it behind him. <laughs> Theoretically, he could get him. all five of them and not us. <laughs> it depends oh, on how it goes. So good. Grenades are a tricky thing, especially if you're not trained in them, as I've learned. Oh, that's where it ends up. It's, it bounces back towards me. It hits. Well, it hits. No, it hits no, 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 no. Yes. I don't believe that. No. Yes. They rolled a one. It's about time for the enemy to have a bad. No, game. I rolled an eight. Bob, two of them are in the area of effect. There's no yeah. reason. This just is good for no, us. No, I'm not happy enough. I want all five of them oh, to be in the oh area God. of effect. I think it was about time. It's the only time it's happened, and they should all blow up. Am I out of the area of effect? I can't tell. You're in, You're in the area of effect. Everyone's in it except for those two guys. It doesn't matter. They're immune to it. So even if they're in it, they wouldn't get hit. So it makes you feel any better, Bob. You can have them get hit. They didn't want to touch them. So, ooh, Oh, I made my save. I'm not Mo, worried about me. Mo fails his save. Akira fails his save. What? It's 16. It's, it's an 18. Keep going. Everyone else, keep rolling. I'll wait till you see the secondary. The, 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 the non-incorporeal guy should not be a man. Oh, God. No, he's going to get hit because it's Sonic. He's going to take damage. And he missed. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Wow, this is where it gets fun. Okay, this is going to be a good turn. 12 points of damage. A lot of people missed by one or two. That is so hilarious. Okay, Akiro got hit. Tuttle got hit. Mo got hit. <laughs> the Shade got hit. The Cultist got hit. Actually, is the only person who made it Rusty and Cheddar? Cheddar and Rusty are the only ones. Yes. Okay, now things are working. All right, that's fine. Okay, everyone who was hit by the grenade, you're staggered for one round because the sonic explosion has discombobulated you. What that means is you only get one action. Uh, That's people who missed. You only get what? Safe, right? not, you not get me. one action. It's okay. only not people me, who missed. Right? Yep, that's right. So Aeon Tuttle, you get one action. You can get a standard or a move, and that's it. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and take a shot at the guy in front of me. Okay. Or wait, I'll, I'll take a shot at the shade. Mm-hmm. We decided that sonic damage actually does work on him, right? Well, you have the Ghostbane Dirge pistol that does. Yeah, but I'd have to switch. Oh. I'd have to switch guns. I was using. My oh, sonic true. Pistol. Sonic does half damage on them. Um, the only thing that does full damage is force, and that that's it. Nothing else will do. Magic and um, energy does half. Actually, Rusty, you should give me your move. All right, I'm actually gonna, the guys in the back were the ones that threw the big grenades. Yes. All right, I'm going to shoot at one of them instead. Oh, okay. There you go. Sorry, I heard my name, but not what was said. Give me your move. Actually, hit even with cover. Good job. You hit the guy with a uh, roll to 16, 28. Oh, that's why you did well. Ch- Cheddar actually has a full round, believe it or not, because Cheddar was not slowed. And Cheddar doesn't have ears. That too. Um. All right. Um. He's going, let's see. Hmm, he's kind of in a bad position here because he is tactical razor bat wouldn't do anything against the shade 
but if he fires his jug cannon, that's an attack of opportunity. Unless he guarded steps back first. Which he can do. All right, I'm going to have him guard and step back. Okay. And fire his junk cannon. Junk cannon! You can only hit one. You can't really angle it. Yeah, I know. I can't really set up a line effect yet. Yeah, you'll hit Mo. Unless you want to hit Mo. Actually, that was a good shot. You hit. Doing damage. Kira the Hero, you still got that mirror image up. Yes, I do. But uh, you also are slowed. You get one action. Um, Have we actually settled on Akira the Hero? Akira the Zero? Okay. There's an option, for example. Okay, I'll try this. Oh, God. Uh, am I in range? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yes. Okay, so this, this, this Berserker guy, Desperate Hungry Berserker to the south, I'm going to cast mm-hmm. a spell on him. Okay. And it is a DC 18, DC 18 will save. Which set? Which spell? Baleful Polymorph 3. Oh, God. Really? You're, wait, wait, wait. You're, are you doing a fifth level spell against this first level? Yeah, counter? these are like. No, no, the Berserker. These are, the these one are that has, The one these that has. No, the, they're not chaff. The Berserker's got the trick attack. The guy who's got the. I'm, actually, the, I'm, I'm defending. I'm defending Chris. These things are very strong. Yeah, I mean, okay. I saw him do the. They have three uh, attacks. four. So he shakes off your spell. You're done. Look at that fourth. I'm Wasted back. turn. That's the problem with save versus death spells. Desperate. Cultist attacks more. Done. You missed. Moe's up. I mean, sorry, Rusty's up. Rusty, what are you going to do? You have two yeah, insanely powerful, two, in, I didn't forget you, two very powerful berserkers looking at you. It looks like they want to eat you. That's how hungry they are. I, I, I feel so they're pretty. looking at Mo and every once in a while glancing happily at me and thinking, I wish we were fighting that pretty man right back, back there. But still. In the meantime, I'm saying that sonic damage is a good thing, so I'm going to throw my Screamer Grenade 2 uh, at all of them. What? It's the the last decent grenade I have. What? You have tons of good grenades, but okay. Eh, I'm not saying a lot. Remember, we just did a whole thing of, I've used up a lot of them. Uh, at any rate, the Screamer Grenade 2 is sonic damage, so 2d10 sonic, and I'm throwing it with a 15-foot radius. Are you trying to hit all of them? Like that? Oh, no, actually, not that. Even better. Like, like that. Let you do that. There you go. You got it. Okay, roll the hit. Don't roll a one. <laughs> roll that one. Here comes the one. Here comes and the one. And hold on. The, uh, my bluff attack. Hold on. Oh, who are you trying to bluff? Uh, the one on the south, actually. I want to kill the ad. The one to the south of the actual okay. uh, shade. So hold on a moment. The last desperate hunger screamer, the one that is two to the left, one to the south of me. I don't know what your reflex is. Oof. 32. Yeah, he, he's, he's bluffed. Hold on, let me look at the... Uh... Oh, the DC. Um, DC is actually... It's going to be close. It is going to be close. One moment. Do those guys actually have swords, too? They have... No, they actually don't. I just got lazy with the picture. Uh, they have pistols and knives. That's it. Okay. I think the DC is 15, Bob. I'm saying the DC is 17. Hold on. No, but I'm not seeing it in a good spot. I'm seeing it on the PDF, not in your lab. One moment. Uh, you're actually right. It's 17. So just do your damage. They, uh, let's see. The only one who made it is... Uh, 2D10. So. Mm-hmm. Do your damage. Well, you guys are actually whittling them down faster than I thought. Well, these alien attacks are... 10 damage. Uh, the first one, not the second. Of course, 10 damage. Damn. So that was 30 damage that I just did. I don't know. If that I was a lot less than uh, yeah. Kiro's damage. I did 100 well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, it's good. And, and by and, the way, but then one, the second the, round I did zero. So. Uh, and can I for anyone who missed it, the cultist uh, to, the, to the near left is actually plus two to attack. So the uh, Mo just got swiped by the shade, completely missed. Mo is up. Mo, you only get one action. Yeah, so. Uh, Rusty, question. Did you give me your move action since that was the uh, ability that you took and I typed in chat for uh, you to do that? I did not give you the, my move action this round, no. I had a move action uh, to pull out a grenade and a standard action to throw it. That was it. Oh, okay. You, 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 all right. Uh, I'm going to attack the cultist. It'd be nice if you used the new ability. What a pain in the ass. I mean, whoa. Damn. Still alive? He didn't take that much damage. This guy, the desperate hunger berserker, 
is going to trick attack Mo. Let's do his roll. 17 plus 22 against your um, CR, which is 30. Cover and cover. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a trick attack. The trick attack is so you are now flat footed to him. That's an operative trick attack, yes. He gets you know a one attack instead of three. Now, if he hits, he does a lot of damage. And you're flat footed, so the cover is ignored. He I'm, hits you. What? He I'm only does I'm... 14 points of damage. You don't Can think what? what? What Wait, do you think? I don't Wait. think I can be flat-footed. He makes you flat-footed only to him. Only to him. And then he does the extra 20 points of sneak attack. All right. Ooh, you're into the meat. The well, other cultist... Everybody attacks one person, always. The other cultist decides to attack Rusty. Oh, he misses with his trick attack. <laughs> Rolls a one nice. for a 21. Man, I should have done a triple attack against you. How do I keep missing? Oh, my God. And he misses with his attack. How is that possible? The well, welcome welcome to the Rusty. world of the operative. That's always the problem. <laughs> yeah. to, to do damage, you have to roll two hits, more or less. Every round. Yeah, that, he was he was not too happy with that. Uh, wow. Uh, that's not good that Rusty's kind of undamaged. Dan Tuttle's up. Uh, Rusty, uh, Rusty your... is actually comfortable, happy, and content. Rusty, am I right? You put your, your get him bonus on the guy south of the shade? Yes, that's right. Okay. My thought was kill off the ad. He's taking a bunch of damage. All right, I'm going to go ahead and counter out, you know, kind of zero that out by doing full attack against him. Go go. Hit five points of damage. Very nice. Ten points of damage. Very good. Okay, but then Cheddar's going to keep shooting at the guy straight in front of him because he'd have to shoot through Mo with a line weapon mm-hmm. to get the. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that misses. Whiff. Kiro's still up. Still got this one mirror image. All right, the Kiro, the hero. Uh, I can take a guarded step. I can aim through the scope and shoot this one with no minuses. Okay. Do I get a plus for someone? I do, right? Yeah, I get the plus four if you're shooting the one to the south. I am. Plus five. Plus five. Plus five. With coordinated shot from Mo. Damn. Oh my 30 God, damage. You did max damage. <laughs> nice. Look at that, Mo. That's with my gun. Wow. And I'm, and I'm, a, and I'm a glass cannon with a spell wow. and such. And it's not dead yet? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are done. This guy, the desperate cultist. Interesting. He's going to take a swipe and miss. Take a five-foot step down. Rusty is up. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, he cannot do that. Uh, I I have a uh, I have that ability. Step up. I am allowed to, as a reaction to his uh, movement, take a five foot step. Well, he can do it. You just can take a five foot step. Right, right. You can take a five foot I'm step, saying. and you don't get to attack, though, right? Yeah, that's no. that's correct. All right, fine. You take your five foot step. There you are, flanked. Perfect. You fell right into my trap. Rusty, you're up. Sure. Does he have a melee weapon now? Yeah, my problem is I don't know what to do in the circumstance. Hold on. Yeah, if you got a gun, shoot the, the shade. Ah, uh, grenade is the way to go, even if it's a lame one. All right, so fine. Uh, I'm going to use a frag grenade two for only 2d6 damage, but my attack is going to be on the shade that is next. That is, the shade well, is That's the unit. shade, so there it is. Okay. They all make the rolls. Do I get a reflex save? No. Okay. No, he, he missed it. He put the temple in the wrong place. It's fine. All right, you, you hit, do damage. What type of grenade? Frag? So it does no damage against the shade. Well, it's 2d6 damage, that's all. But it's kinetic, so it ignores. The shade ignores kinetic. And the bluff damage, though, against the shade was the concept. So let me do that. Do the damage against the berserkers. Ooh, that's a bad roll. I don't think you made I'm it. I'm going to re-roll that. 25, that's not going to be enough, I think. 40, not going to be enough, I there think. There we go. Uh, 40. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Roll your damage. It's the biggest roll I've ever seen. He's got it higher. Ooh, 7. I do a whopping 7 damage against those 3 that I hit. So, almost pathetic damage, yes. 6, because they made their saves and those shading. Wow. Woohoo, 6 damage, yay. Well, she's like, hello. Incorporeal touch, full attack on Mo. With flanking. Misses. 
Oh, it's getting missed a lot. That's I right. can't believe that an 11 misses. I can't believe that. That That's amazing. Because he rolls a I, 20. I, 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 it's a full attack, I, so it's, it's I should be more clear. I'm, I'm, a, I'm amazed he doesn't have a plus 25 to his attack. But he has a minus 4, but plus 2. Like, yeah, because most yeah. of these are low-level guys. They're not hit. The ones that are hitting you are the high-level guys. So right. quit your bitching, John. Go. I'm not bitching. Low. I'm You're bitching. Go. Make my turn. Can I go now? Go. You can go. Now? Can I go now? How about, How about now? now? Yes. Uh, I'm going to do a uh, f- uh, full attack again, and I believe I don't get a lot of bonuses. I think I'm at, at negative four. Depends which one you're attacking, but yeah. Uh, I'm ta- attacking the, first of all, the desperate uh, cultist but below me. That's a good attack. What's your next one? Go again. More of the same. More of the same. <laughs> Oh, I actually hit the wrong button, but I'll give it to you because he was at like three hit points. So you killed him. There you go. <laughs> you would have killed him anyhow. Yeah, I, I hit, hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. It's one for crit, one for standard. I hit the crit button. So eh, there you go. You got a crit. Oh, you happy? Oh, it was like, a, oh, I rolled an eight. That wasn't a crit. Okay. Yeah, it was just a normal hit. It was just yeah. a normal hit. So. Okay. As long as I can get rid of that flanking. Yeah, you get rid of the flanking. Uh-oh. But here's the real guy. He's like, ha, 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 pretty boy. I'm going to eat your blood. He's just going to attack you three times. Are you attacking Rusty? Of course. Oh, yes. Of he course. gets a minus for shooting through the shade, though, right? Yes. Oh. I mean, why? Why would he attack me? Because you have crappy You keep armor. throwing grenades at him. I haven't damaged him. They, they think I'm a, a, a comrade of theirs. Well, there is that. Rusty is very clearly the threat. And, and critical, yes. Full attack. Wow. If Akira was still alive, he'd also be getting these full attacks. Hiroji. Hiroji, he'd be getting triple attack at this level, but he doesn't have triple attack. Because that's what these guys get. Well, he hits you a few times. Let's see how much damage you got. You got, um... Yeah, I I, I, I saw that, yeah. Oh, you're still still in stamina. get out of here. Yeah, he's he's in stamina. You're not even in in babies. Oh, my God. Okay, several people fired weapons at me trying to kill me. That obsessed me. Yeah. And Tuttle's up. Tuttle's going to switch guns to the Dragon Drake pistol. Oh, boy. Here we go. And start shooting at the the, uh, shade. Is this like the Ghostbuster gun? It's like it actually does real damage. Oh, really? Because it's uh, the Ghost Bane Dirge gun. It's actually the best thing you ever... I tell you, the 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 MVP of this entire podcast is Tuttle because he always has the right tool for the right job at every time. That's you. the engineer. Full damage. Sixteen, yes. It's for a thirty. Very good. And tactically, I'm going to have Cheddar move down and get in front of me. Oh, okay, he can still attack. Except it wouldn't. I mean. Well, he could line does attack. He have, does he, he have a line attack, attack? Too. Yeah. Well, except he has to hit the uh, shade. Actually, he can hit the shade. He'll do half damage. He can hit the hit shade and do no and damage hit, and then... Hit the other guy behind him. That's true. You can hit two. Holy crap, you hit. You actually wow. do the damage. Now do the other <laughs> one. That's actually half. I'm going to... Hold on. i got to get... Oh, no. It's not magic, so it does no damage. But... Oh, man. He does hit the uh, berserker behind him, though. It like goes through the nice. shade. It hits I was him just square, putting... but does no damage. It hits. To be good. full full disclosure here, I mostly moved moved Cheddar down there to protect me in case he came after me. Yeah, that was. You guys are doing really well. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, Akira, the hero of zero. All right, uh, Akira is going to say, Professor Tuttle. I'm going to juice up, supercharge your weapon, and I cast supercharge weapon on his weapon. Oh, nice! So if you if you can hit them next turn at the ghost, you'll do forty six additional damage. So you're saying I will try to make sure to hit him. So make sure you remember that, right? Right down. Hold on. Akira is going to the backfield and doing nothing. I'm moving. moving? I'm moving. moving? Okay, hurry up and move. Form the line. Rusty's up. Come on, Rusty. Line. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Okay, you know what? I'm going to do the thing that's there. I'm going to attack the one that's two in front of me and give everybody a bonus against it, which is the shade, and let's kill the damn thing. So as my move action, get him. Everybody gets plus two against him. And now I'm going to make my attack with my uh, 
Sorry, deciding my weapon. One moment. Okay, I'm going to use my uh, disintegrator pistol. Maybe it'll work. You never know. It could work. It will do some damage. Ugh. So, everybody has a plus four against it, including me. Yay! That's awesome. 40. It's ridiculous. It's it's half that. So you do seven points of damage. You hit, and since it's energy, it does half damage. Are you done? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I want, it was actually a 42, not a 40. I wanted to, to give a little bonus to that love. Shade will just double attack, Mr. Okay. A whiff and a whiff, all right. <laughs> I know, Moe's complaining a lot, yet nothing's hitting him. He got hit a bit in the beginning, but since then it's been just smooth sailing. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, we about? got this shade. Go after the other one. Uh, no. Um, taking out the shade, full attack. Dude, I got, I, I've got plus four. I, I have yeah, no plus four. Go for it. Holy crap. There we go. Was that the first hit? Yes. You did 25. You did 50, but it's half, so you did 25 points of damage. God. For my second attack, I'm going to do this, and this is... No, no, no. That's yes. uh, uh, against the other one. The Desperate Hunger Berserker. Jeez, <laughs> you're a machine. La machine. Um, did that hit at minus four, though? Yeah, you still hit with okay. minus four. Okay, just making sure. Don't want to cheat you. Up the stairs comes a dwarf. You mean down the stairs? No, the stairs go up. So from downstairs, you hear clunking and a dwarf in power armor smoking a cigar with a massive gun on his shoulder and says to Mo. You ready to dance, little boy? Nice. Where is that guy? Uh, yes, I'm ready to dance. And he fires his machine gun at you. The machine gun shreds into you. It does 21 points of damage, but only 11 because you do MDR. And he stands next to the berserk. Very good. We killed the boss this fight, so another boss showed up. That's right. We're in the final chapter. Wow, that was a lot of fighting. Actually, you guys are doing well. I, I We're doing is... well, but Mo is in big trouble, I think. Not yet. Well, I'm already well, half dead, so that's all right. Well, so, that's I mean, always the case. Same old. I'm never worried about that. That's fine. We made the wall. <laughs> we made the wall so he can't retreat, though. So don't let him pass you. If he tries to get past you, don't don't allow that. Comes uh, an enemy combatant. Uh, what if Mo wants to get past the wall? No, no. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we made it for that reason. Is that a Red Rover, Red Rover situation? <laughs> Fight to the death. I tried to break through. Okay. Hey, everyone. Steve here. So there we go. The guy started a fight. Big surprise. Although now a big bad boss is about to show up, and it's a dwarf. A dwarf with a machine gun and heavy armor. Actually, not even heavy armor. Power armor. Ooh, it's going to get fun. So this brings me to this week's dilemma is... How do you run these encounters when all the encounter areas are right next to each other? So anyone who's ever played a role-playing game knows this problem well, is how do you have these dungeons where these rooms are like right next to each other and you're fighting someone in one room and then the room right next to them, no one does anything about it. Like these guys are playing Canasta and they hear like an epic battle going on just 10 feet away and they're like, eh, We'll worry about that later. Let's just continue playing our game. And this always happens. Now, of course, they have to do this because of space limitations when printing modules and obviously space limitations when you're actually drawing these maps and so forth and so forth. But it's always kind of strange to me that you have these encounter areas that are right next to each other and nobody does anything about it. Now, in book five, in this specific area, you can't see it, although you probably could if you look it up, there is just one big area. It kind of looks like a gigantic T, and these guys are in the upper right-hand corner of the T, if you're looking at a regular T, and they're kind of going across, now going down the bottom of the T, and there's just encounter areas with no doors or separation between them other than some stairs, and I thought, 
it's just it's just unrealistic that all these guys are just going to be hanging out down the stairs listening to this epic battle and not do anything. So you know what? Bleed the encounters. Screw it. These guys can handle it. So I'm just having everybody pile in. They're just all coming on out. Even though this is supposed to be like three or four encounter areas, they're all getting bled in. And big surprise. These guys can handle it. I've done this before. I've actually, my world record is they once bled an entire level of a dungeon. That's right. We actually were doing the Emerald Spire, and there's this level where it's all thieves. It's like this thieves guild, and they just, oh, big surprise. Uh, believe it or not, it was John Stats. John only plays two types of characters. He plays characters that are kind of cowards, or characters that are gung-ho crazy that just kamikaze the entire level. So anyhow, he ran through the entire level. He just went from room to room to room, making as much noise as he could to get everybody out. And they killed everybody in the entire level in one fight. Now it was a little hairy, let me tell you. It wasn't exactly like the easiest thing to do. And I'm sure Jason could talk about it in his uh, talking combat column. But they did manage to more or less clear out the entire level. There was one little area they couldn't get to that they had to do later. But they killed everybody. And it was epic. And I didn't feel bad for them at all because they were purposely bleeding encounters. Now, this is something I try to keep in mind, like... There's a reason why, I don't know, these guys are staying in the room. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're locked up or maybe they don't care. Or you could have like these, in this case, these people are maniacs and they're always screaming and yelling and going nuts. So hearing additional screaming and yelling isn't really out of the wheelhouse of abnormal for a cultist base. So, eh, I can kind of see that. But in this case, it's just wide open. There's not a lot of them left. And if you start hearing firefights, that everyone's going to start running and you're going to find out what the heck is going on. So be prepared for a long, epic, crazy battle in the next few episodes. Also, by the way, I haven't spoken to the Fall of Plague Stone in quite a while. Do check out that podcast next week's episode, episode 9, if you want to see the death and dying rules in action multiple times do check out next week's episode because you're going to get to see how it works quite a bit and there's one thing i've determined is that pathfinder second edition is quite deadly and it is important to really know those death and dying rules really really well because although they look very simple they're actually fairly complex and if you get poison in the mix or some affliction oh boy does it get complex but that's a story for another time Let's get to this week's show notes. Don't forget, new podcast every single Tuesday and every single Friday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android and Spotify and God knows where else you guys listen to the podcast. I'd be curious if anyone else tells me where you listen to it. Of course, there's YouTube, which is really doing well. A lot of people seem to like YouTube. I'm, I'm not surprised, but a little surprised. Actually, I use YouTube as well to listen to things, so eh, not that surprising. Do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single Monday and his Talking Plague Stone column every single Thursday, where he goes through a recap of what's going on in Plague Stone. Even if you're not listening to the show, check out the column. It's great. It's a blow-by-blow -blow replay of everything that's happening. Do check out our Discord if you want to play some games or just talk to us. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. If you talk on there and chat and be part of the community, get up to level 10, you get a free t-shirt. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Do check out our Reddit channel. Do check out our Patreon, where we got lots of fun things and the money goes towards even more prizes. And finally, do be on the lookout for a contest. That's right, a big contest. How big? Really big. How big is really big? Really, really big. It's going to be so big, it's going to be mind-blowing. I'm telling you right now, I've been working on this for a little while now. Got a few moving parts, but it's going to be a big-ass contest. That's all I'm going to say. And everyone's going to like this one. It's something, let's just say, it's a contest that people always wanted to have, but it kind of, let's just say it was a contest that people used to really enjoy, but kind of disappeared for a while, but I'm going to bring back. And, well... That's not even giving away too much, but let's just say, look out in the very near future for a fantastic 
awesome contest that I believe everyone is going to want to be part of. It's going to be epic and awesome. But with that, I will see and talk to you guys next week. Don't forget, send me any questions you have. If you want to know more about the history of the show, I'm going to go all into that next week with our two-year anniversary special. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Moe's motto, enough talk, I'm opening the door.